Welcome to the Dirt World Podcast. I'm Jason Richmond, a fourth generation road builder who started on a shovel and now serves as the Chief Operating Officer at BuildWit. Today we have Josh McKnight, president of Kudagrit and Lineage, both companies under Tungo, um, under the Tungo umbrella. His journey with Tungo Co. began over 25 years ago when he started working during the summers sorting scrap tungsten carbide while in high school. Josh has specialized in the hard-facing industry for years and is familiar face industry-wide. He helps everyone from large corporations to local farmers in his shop to improve productivity, lower operating costs, minimize risk, and protect protect safety and the environment. Josh, welcome to the Dirt World Podcast. Wow, that was a tongue twister. (laughs) Thanks, Jason. Glad to be here. Glad to be part of this. Yeah, man. I'm super excited to be here. So uh, look, today is uh, all new for me. I don't know much about Coup de Grit. I, I screwed up the way I even say the name. So tell me a little bit, like as we get started, uh, just, let's just get square on how is it? It's Coup de Grit and it's a division of Incorporated. Tunko uh, Incorporated. Got correct, it. Correct. All right. So uh, I can give you a little bit of background on that. Yeah. If you want to start from there? No, 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 that's all good. We'll jump right into it. I just want to make sure I got it right there. So how you doing today, man? Man, doing good. Uh, we're headquarters in Western Kentucky, so the 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 weather is finally uh, cooperating. Uh, and of course, we're not too far. We're about ninety miles north of Nashville. Beautiful. Well, yeah. are the leaves starting to change colors yet? Not yet, but the combines are running. <laughs> I hear you. Well, by the time this airs, I bet the leaves will be changing colors here before too long. So you're in Western Kentucky right now. Yes, sir. Yep. Very good. Very good. Where'd you grow up? Uh, so I'm a little town called Madisonville, Kentucky, uh, Western okay. Kentucky. It's kind of, uh, still the, the coal industry is still thriving here. Uh, I have yeah. a, a couple, uh, underground coal mines within five miles of my house, you know, three to 400 miners drop in every day underground, uh, come from a coal mining family. Uh, my dad was a coal miner, both grandfathers, little brother. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough industry, but a good living. So you were destined for this industry. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, so, I, you know, I went to I went to college uh, or I, obviously I worked here uh, through high school. And then, uh, you know, the, the founder of the company uh, was like, go get your education, uh, which, which I did. Uh, and, and so I wound up getting a uh, degree in industrial maintenance. So I got a little bit of a maintenance background there. Uh, and then uh, I, I actually uh, uh, when I was there at college, uh, I got on at UPS. And so I made a career at at UPS for probably 15 years and then came back into the, uh, the company, uh, on the mining side. So not, not, you know, I had family that worked at those mines, but I was also the delivery guy. So when I pulled up to the, to the mines, you know, they, they rolled me out of the car, the, the package car and wrestled me to the ground a lot of times <laughs> horse playing, you know, because they knew my last name from the mining industry because of my, all my family working there. <laughs> uh, good. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of the background on, on you know, how I uh, started into it, but then uh, came back to it uh, in the mining industry for the sales side of that. But uh, so, so that's kind of where we got our start is in 1969, the founder of the company 
uh, Steve Nance uh, started to bring the mining picks and scrap tungsten uh, that they, they drill into the rooftop for the roof support out of the coal mines to pay for his way to go to college at University of Kentucky. Uh, and needless to say, uh, he was on to something. Uh, he went to UK for about a semester and then left. And um, <clears throat> now we're a, a worldwide company. Uh, so, uh, but he, so he, he started bringing the scrap out by, uh, the, the, the roof bits, uh, and would heat them up on a, on an old railroad tie and a, and a sledgehammer and would beat the carbide out of them for the scrap. They were just being left underground, uh, you know, that when they would pull them out of the machines, it's almost like a milling drum. Uh, so the, the same drum on a, on, on a continuous miner, but they would just, pitch them to the side underground and they were just being left under there. And mm -hmm. so, uh, he was recovering those out of there and then, uh, got on down the road and, and actually patented his own bit. Uh, and so got into the manufacturing side of it. Uh, and then it snowballed from there <clears throat> into multiple different types of scrap tungsten carbides. So we started recycling used drills and inserts and end mills off milling lathes. And then obviously the road milling teeth off the asphalt cutters, uh, we, you know, we, we recycle those. And then uh, it got further on down the road to like when you buy a used drill bit, uh, a lot of times you can send it back into the companies and they would regrind them or resharpen them. And so we actually buy the grindings out of the coolant, pull the coolant off of the grindings and recycle the carbide and then even the dust collection the filters when they're like a new drill bit you cut the flute out of it the the filters catch the carbide dust we actually uh, extract the tungsten out of the filters so sounds like you've been there for about 25 years so walk me through your journey uh within the organization and kind of how you've gotten to where you are today yeah so so you know back in high school we obviously we had all this uh different types of scrap tungsten come in which was uh you know a lot of grunt work just hand sorting and uh uh procuring the the tungsten you know out of the uh the processes that we that we use whether it be uh that was probably something i didn't touch on before is either we used to or we still do buy the big tricone bits for the uh downhole drilling for the offshore rigs so we procure all the scrap tungsten out of those so you know that's a whole process that you have to heat up in a big furnace and when we were kids you know we would take jackhammers and jackhammer the tungsten out of them so uh Good, good work for high school kids, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, so then that, you know, got in on the scrap side. And then we, as I mentioned before, we when we developed uh, our patent on our bits, we were in the manufacturing side, which was at the time CUDA tools. So that was the tooling side of the tools that we manufactured and made. So um, I, as I was there in high school, I was on the production side of that, of actually produce, helping produce the bits uh, for uh, the mining and construction. And some of the asphalt planers, we, we manufactured those as well. And then, you know, that's kind of what uh, helped us was we, we, we had a recycling program that was called a, a bit buyback program. So it say if an underground miner took down 10 drill bits that he drilled with all day, uh, it was his responsibility to bring them back out because we give them a credit for them. So that was a, a way for us to be able to get recover the tungsten back on the scrap side. So 
Uh, and it was, uh, you know, appetizing to those guys because they were getting a credit. So it was knocking their initial cost off of the bit that they were buying. Um, so that, you know, and then I, of course, I, I went to college, got my degree in maintenance and then uh, decided I would, I, my schedule was better to be on a UPS truck. Uh, and then, uh, uh, but I always, I always, I've had that maintenance uh, side in me always. Uh, so I, I understood that you know, quite well, and it's helped me at, to where I'm at now, for sure, uh, because I'm able to show show my own guys things that that, uh, that they may not know or, or just may not have even been taught yet, because uh, we, we do have some uh, guys that have came into our company that uh, are, are have started green, but they've, they've come a long way. Uh, but then I, I went into the sales side for CUDA tools. I was selling the mining bits uh, for the roof control, the, the picks for the continuous miners. And then, of course, uh, the mining industry, when I came back into it was uh, probably when I came back in was around 2014 or 15. Well, then the mining market went to shit. <laughs> and so we had to regroup there a little bit and uh, we got into the construction side so we started manufacturing all the bits for the downhole drilling like your utility companies uh, so they're the same bits were being used on their augers or their core barrels for even the bigger like drill rigs that would be drilling for pilings or piers for bridges or hotels so we started manufacturing that and it uh it took off really well uh and and our, our gross profit was really well on it and so uh we had another company that it was it looked really well to them and they actually came in and purchased that division from us uh, but we have a really good working relationship with them they actually manufacture tungsten carbide parts uh, but they're they're still on our property and rent our building from us, uh, and that's that's been since 2017. Uh, so then that so that's kind of Cuda grit kind of went under Cuda tools uh, is how that came from, and of course everybody's like, what's Cuda? Well, Barracuda, sharp teeth, uh, so ah. that's where that comes from. Uh, that was kind of our logo, uh, and, and we're big offshore fishermen, so uh, that's. Uh, you know, we've, we've been around the world catching marlin and sailfish and different things. That's that's kind of our thing. Uh, but uh, then Cuda Grit evolved off of that. So when we first started crushing, we were crushing the used mining uh, carb, the, the, the roof bits that drill into the, the, the rooftop. That was the carbide that we would extract out of those. And that's what we started crushing at first because it was just a good so feed source for us because we had so much of it coming in. And then uh, we shifted to use drills, inserts, and end mills. Uh, and so that's what makes uh, Cuda Grit such a, uh, I guess, an industry leader. Yeah. Is because we, so just to put it in perspective a little bit on the scrap side. So for 2022, we bought and sold 12 million pounds of scrap tungsten carbide. Wow. So... As, as I was talking earlier about the different sources that it comes in from, uh, we we always have inventory to be able to crush because not only do we have uh, our crush feed, but we are a direct supplier to the main manufacturers that are making new parts. So when a, when a manufacturer, say, makes a new insert, 
they will use 85% recycled material to make that new part. So uh, we, we deal in large volumes, uh, container loads, uh, you know, and this comes in from, uh, we have a, a, a Tunko uh, uh, in actually in Germany because there's only a certain amount of tungsten that's procured domestically in the U.S., but there's there's more procured in Europe than than uh, the U.S. or North America. That's fantastic. So many nuggets in there that I want to dive a little deeper. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back to this. It sounds like you started on the ground floor all the way up to the president's role. Yeah. Super, super cool. Um, also, want to dive in for a quick second. Sounds like recycling, sustainability. You guys have been doing this before it was cool or a buzzword. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that and that's what kind of that's what's put us in the in the industry as a leader. Uh, you know, now the 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 CEO Cliff uh, that w- w- was it's kind of a, a I hate to back up a little bit here, but we grew up as childhood friends. Very cool. Uh, so much that my dad was an underground coal miner. So my dad would take bits in his mining bucket underground and that Steve would make. And then he would he would go in and he would he would pull all the kind of metal bits out and he would put Steve's bits on the machinery, tell his guys to. And then he would come bring them back out and he would tell Steve how to tweak the bits, you know, what he needed to do. And, That's awesome. And so, yeah. Uh, so that, that a little bit of a uh, uh, little bit of background on but, yeah, no, that's good. You you also mentioned about, uh, you know, one of the hobbies, uh, fishing. So oh, I yeah. love the Barracuda story. That's really cool. How often do you get to go? Fishing? Yeah. Man, so my last trip, uh, I, I listened to one of your previous, just recent podcasts here, but uh, we've, we went to Brisbane. Uh, we flew into Brisbane back in November. Uh, it was Steve's. Uh, so we, we, we were we we did quite a bit of business over there in the mining industry, obviously for the hard facing. And so we were doing a visit over there and I asked Cliff, I was like, do you want to go? And he's like, man, I really have plans. But uh, dad, dad, you know, dad's up for going if if you're going to Australia fishing because he he's caught three uh, marlin in one trip over eight hundred and fifty pounds. Wow. So I hadn't got a piece of that pie, but November I did. I, uh, we were on the boat for three days, and the last day at 1045, I landed one that weighed 950 pounds. Wow. That's unbelievable. So you land something like that. What do you do? You put it back in the, you put it back in the ocean. Do you, you celebrate. <laughs> you celebrate. I love it. That's no, it's, it's a sport fish. So once you touch the leader, it's considered a catch. And so, uh, yeah, so hopefully somebody else can get the, the opportunity. Man, that's incredible. That's that's so much fun. Do you got any more trips planned in the in the coming future? Man, I do. Uh, probably October is usually a good month. Uh, we go down to Destin, Florida a lot and fish. Uh, obviously, Steve and them have a boat, and so we're trying, yeah. trying to make that October trip coming up. Well, I had a question here. I was going to ask what brings a smile to your face, but I figured out it's fishing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're like I said, we're earlier we're rednecks from Kentucky, so uh, <laughs> I grew up fishing and not saltwater fishing, but uh, you know a lot of bass fishing and then hunting as well. Uh, you know that's been a, a since two thousand, I think seventeen. We we uh, I think that's when we did it. We ventured out and are a partnership and part owner of Apex Ammunition, so. Uh, we're in the, definitely in the turkey and the waterfowl industry on, on the tungsten side. Those guys had a extensive background. They're all military. 
so they had the ballistic side of it. Obviously, we had the tungsten side of it. So it's been a great fit. And uh, if anybody hasn't seen the Apex name uh, out there, check it out. It's it's blown up pretty pretty heavily. I can honestly say, you know, as I told you right before we jumped on, you know, I. I didn't have any idea about your organization and all the different things that you're into. And it's just absolutely fascinating how you've figured out how to take these products and, and partner with people and, and recycle and, you know, really serve in the dirt world. But, you know, as I think about the dirt world growing up in it myself, you know, there's always this side of outdoor adventures. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing is, you know, you're one of those outdoor uh, enthusiasts as well, always looking for things to do uh, from an adventure standpoint. Oh yeah. I've been that way since a kid. If somebody was like, let's go skydiving. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And is that kind of the, would you say that's kind of a theme within your organization? That- oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Everybody here. Uh, they yeah, they're all adventurous for sure. Uh, very good. Yeah. So the, the parent company, the umbrella is, is Tunco. Talk to me a little bit. So it's Tunco then it's lineage, then it's CUDA. Make sure that I want to make sure well, that our listeners understand. It kind understand. of branches out even further. So you've got so you've got Tunco, the parent company. Uh, you've got CUDA Grit as a as a uh, a brand off of that. Then you've got Lineage Metallurgical, which is uh, kind of our thermal spray side, uh, where the uh, we make the powders for the thermal spray industry. That whether it be uh, on the oil and gas where they're spraying valve gates or we have uh, the aerospace certifications to spray, you know, the powders for landing gear or the vanes and the engines or some of the components there. And then we have uh, uh, Tunco uh, in Germany, which is uh, the, more of the scrap side of buying in Europe. It was in Ireland and then we did a acquisition. Uh, over there and so we moved it from Ireland to uh, Germany a lot of times we were buying the material in Europe and then bringing it back to little old Madisonville Kentucky and then turning around and selling it back to Europe so uh, it the logistics just made sense you know and then uh, we have another company called 74 alloys so they do more of uh, not necessarily tungsten, but in the tungsten family, whether it be like titanium, dense alloy, heavy mat, some of those heavier metals that's kind of in the tungsten family. But they also buy the uh, the turnings off the off the lathes uh, after the metal, so the scrap turnings or high speed steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's uh, TPP, which is Tunco Powder Procurement. And so when they spray tungsten thermal spray powders, uh, if it doesn't get on the part, it hits the floor, it's contaminated. So then we buy the, what, what's called overspray powders back. And then the, the, the carbide sludges or the filters that I spoke about earlier, that would be under that division. And uh, I'm probably missing, one. of course, Apex Ammunition. Uh, uh, we have a we have a 74 equine. We we or of course we're in Kentucky, so we got horses. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. fantastic. You know, one thing I'm sitting here thinking about is just <clears throat> it feels like your organization is just really innovative and entrepreneurial and. You, you figured out problem solution, you know, is that driven from the top down? Is it just kind of a, a part of your culture within the organization? It is, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, Steve and Cliff, Steve being the founder, Cliff being the, the CEO, present CEO now and owner, uh, 
their 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 minds uh, are they're they're two different people. You know, like Steve's kind of more laid back. Cliff's a little more high strung, but he has lots of vision. Uh, you know. And uh, I always laugh. I'm like, either get on the train or get off, you know, because we're going forward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but but he, you know, he's been very, uh, you know, he, we, he followed like we, we shut down uh, for eight weeks on Fridays and the whole company went through the Dale Carnegie class. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we do an onboarding process for all of our new employees. Uh, uh, we do uh, some internship. Uh, he sends the executives to Harvard Business School. Uh, you know, uh, we've had we've had some of the the professors from Harvard Business come in and do some some private uh, lectures. So that's incredible. Uh, you know, so so it's very much about promoting extended education, uh, and uh, you know, he he loves the. Uh, well, I say he, we uh, love the disc profiles. Uh, yep. You know, we do, we always do those as soon as someone's hired. So you know how to, uh, I guess, to instruct someone how, how they pertain that. Absolutely. Well, one, one of the things that I'm really excited about at the summit is we have Joe Hart coming, who is the CEO of yeah. Dale Carnegie. And yeah. we've, we've got several partners. I've mm -hmm. been through several Dale Carnegie classes myself. I read how to win friends and influence people annually and, uh, it's, it, you know, it's really, it's, it's really impacted my life in such a positive way. You know, the 30 golden principles are just absolutely incredible. And it's crazy to think about an organization that's been around for a hundred years that, you know, just those values and principles that, that they live by would be so valuable in today's day and age, but man, they're, they're really relatable. And so I think that's cool that y'all are investing in your people in that way and giving them that, those opportunities. Right. And, and Steve took that class, uh, you know, the founder back in the seventies. And so, uh, you know, one of the questions I think we asked him was, uh, what, you know, what did you take out of this? And he was like, you know, I think everybody should take this. <laughs> yeah. So it is a little, it, some, some of those things can be a little painful just because it's out of your comfort zone, but at the end of it, you're like, man, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, le leadership is so important. I'm hearing you talk about, you know, your leaders, visionary integrator, got to still get things done, you know, from a leadership philosophy standpoint, leading your organization, you know, what, uh, what, what, what is it that, you know, do you have a favorite leader or mentor and why, like any, any thoughts around leadership just in general? Man, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really just take pieces of, of different things and, and, you know, I, I'm a roundabout kind of guy, so I, I'm not, you know, like some, some people, you know, Cliff really likes Warren Buffett. So he, he, he looks at a lot of Warren Buffett stuff and, uh, but you know, it, the leadership, you know, I, I'm kind of a, I like to cut up and kid a lot. So, uh, you know, it, it might be somebody that fishes Bassmasters Classic that's up there doing a good interview, you know, <laughs> but, but it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it has a good point behind it, you know, so I can't say I have a favorite. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. You know, I, I, I tend to, you know, listen to some podcasts. I, I, I read some books. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much access to information out there. 
Um, what, what's your, you know, method for, you know, continued education and training, whether personally or within the organization? It sounds like you guys are doing some training classes and stuff, but do you have a, a preference for continued learning? Yeah, the, you know, we're, so uh, we're, we're all, as far as presidents, taking, uh, actually going to Harvard and taking some business classes. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, whether it be, so I do have some continued education to do there. Uh, you know, and, and we, we leave it on our employees to come to us and, and be like, look, we, we allow this much. If you see some education that you think you could need, cause we may not even know what they need. They, they need, may need to bring it to us. Uh, That's incredible. So employee driven, you've got a bucket of money that you set aside, you, 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 and then they can come to you and say, Hey, I'm interested in learning more about X, Y, or Z. And, and you figure out a way to help help make that happen. Correct. And and that was one reason for when, so when I, I guess the first time I heard you guys was after con expo. Uh, and I saw that you guys were there and then I was like, well, shit, they're in Nashville. I'm, I'm only 90 miles from there. You know, I was yeah. like, so, so I started doing some research on you guys, but, uh, that kind of, I, I was like, you know, there's got to be something that could benefit from from going to the summit for our guys and then, you know, obviously supporting it as well. Yeah. Well, we're definitely glad to have your support. Super excited to get there. Uh, build what's interesting. You know, we've kind of, you know, grown over the last five years. Aaron starts out kid with a camera. Next thing you know, he's got a creative agency by accident almost, but what an incredible group, you know, in terms of build with creative and helping tell people stories and, you know, digital marketing, et cetera. It's just, it's a, it's a wonderful group led by Chase Harris. Uh, and now we've gotten in, we just launched the jobs board, build with jobs. So super excited to be playing matchmaker with, you know, companies that can post jobs and, and people that can put profiles, super excited about that. And then the micro learning with training and now the event, you know, obviously that we're having that the summit really appreciate, you know, your support of that. The, the ultimate goal is to unite the industry around leadership and workforce development. Um, you know, we, we, we brought in some great experts with, you know, Jocko Willink and Bob Chapman and Joe Hart and Marcus Sheridan and Wally Admichek and Jason Schroeder and some panels that are going to be there. It's just going to be so much fun. I, I, I'm almost like a kid at Christmas. I can't <laughs> wait to like I work at BuildWit, but I can't wait to go and see the 500 plus people and right. you know all the different presentations and whatnot. Wow. What do you oh, there's, there's already 500. There's uh, yeah. As of today, it's uh, September 15th. We're 528 tickets sold. Oh, wow. So okay. super excited for this thing for a first year. It's going pretty well. We've right. sold out the sponsors, our space. We're trying to work through the logistics right now. It's going to be an absolute incredible. So event. I think when, when I had this conversation at first, you guys were only about a hundred in. So that's why, yeah. I, that was my, that's why my response was like, that's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> it's been a labor of love. Uh, so many great people working on it, you know, trying to get the word out, uh, you know, being in Houston, kind of a new thing for us. It's in October construction season. Like one of the things we've talked about is, well, what month isn't construction season? Right. Just, you know, with, with the world being so cyclical and whatnot, it's like we got people coming from all over. So, um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. And um, who, so, so who all's coming with from your group? You're going to uh, be there? So, I, yeah, I will be there. Obviously, uh, we have the, our, our, our lineage metallurgical plant is in Baytown, Texas, just, just out of Houston. So I, I spend some time down. Actually, I just came in yesterday from there, but I do spend some time down there. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, it's, we're just, 
going to check it out this time to see who to place in the next summit. Uh, so obviously myself and my marketing and IT guy will be there, uh, Eddie uh, Beanie. Uh, so probably next time we'll, we'll, we like to not send the same people to the same, uh, I guess you could call this a show. I, I, sure. Yeah. You know, same show. We like to bust it up just like we got uh, September, like two, we're two weeks out from the utility expo in Louisville, yep. Kentucky. So we're obviously have a booth there, but we're, we're uh, bringing our guys up out of production and showing them actually what a trade show looks like uh, that have never been and, and going to put them in there and let them work a little bit of it so that we don't get the crap from those guys that we're just out uh, having meals and, and whining and dining customers and they can stand on the floor a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, when you're, when you're at the summit, you'll have to make sure that you bring your workout gear in and, and be at that 4:30 AM uh, PT with uh, Jocko. That's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know if you call that fun, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's incredible. Well, I, you know, uh, I guess as you look at the lineup, uh, you know, is there anything that you're just super excited about for the summit? Man, just, just to meet the different people and see what different industries are going to be there. And, you know, for, for, for us to get, just like you didn't know who coup de grit is and so by the time we leave people will, know, will have coup de grit on their map and know that uh you know we're, we're we're a leader in the industry for the hard facing not just on uh, you know crushed carbide for the mic process but other as well and then you know uh, our you know our you, you kind of hit earlier uh on on kind of what our purpose would be, I think. And so like our purpose for our organization is, uh, so our purpose that we've came up with in the last year would be stewarding in the collective health of the planet and people. So that kind of goes hand in hand with what you guys are all about as well. So that's, that was reason for being a good fit together. I believe. I love it. I know we've kind of bounced all around a little bit today and I, you know, super excited to, to learn. Uh, I did want to bounce back real quick. I never even asked. I was curious, like how many team members do you guys even have? Ballpark? Uh, we, we are close to 90, I, I, I guess. Uh, but, okay. uh, we have some big projects in, in the works that could add, you know, another 40 or 50 within the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. When you say projects, is that like some project that you're bidding on or is that like, hey, we've got this new innovative idea. We're going to do something new from a business standpoint. Uh, this would be from a business standpoint, just uh, some expansion uh, within our own company. Uh, Very good. Very good. Uh, so what challenges and opportunities do you see in the industry uh, that you're specifically anything out there that's kind of sticking out that you got to try to find a way to overcome? Well, obviously, you know, back in 2020, it was logistics, <laughs> but yeah. uh, we, we've kind of came out of that, you know, that it is still a little bit of an issue on the international side, uh, getting, getting hosed up a little bit with, you've got some material on the water going back and forth, but uh, we've, uh, we, we've, we've kind of worked through that and just got shipments out sooner to, to allow for those times, whether they're going to Europe or Australia, uh, but uh yeah, uh, I think uh, I, it's kind of wishy-washy. You know, you hear you hear people say that the mining market is 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 turning down, or or the coal mining market is. But then you you hear you go to Australia and you talk to those guys, and it's booming. You know, so so you get both sides of the story. But 
you know, as, as far as a whole, I think we're in pretty good shape uh, from where we've come That's over great. the last couple of years. Uh, other than the, the workforce, uh, you know, uh, not not necessarily us, but you hear it from from customers. You know, they're like, man, we just can't get people to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, totally. it's across the board. Love it. Love it. Well, I know I have learned a ton more before we wrap up. Is there anything that you wished I would have asked or something that you'd like to share well, with the listeners? Something just came to mind, you know, I, I've been in sales a long time, but uh, you know, Steve, one, one thing about Cuda grit that or, or our Tunco organization, we're a family owned company. We're still family owned. So we have that aspect of it. So sometimes you have to say, are we talking business or buddies? Because if we're talking buddies, you know what, <laughs> you know, and th- and that's a lot of companies in the construction industry. So you have to be able to separate that. Uh, but you know, Steve taught us uh, it's not just about selling; you're selling your service. So uh, that as as far as Cuda Grid and Tunco, that's why we've been so successful. Uh, is that uh, we we pride ourselves on our service. Yeah. There's been many a times that I've had people run out of material and I I say many a times, a couple of times offhand, but you know, we've put it in the back of a pickup truck and and showed up at their dock door when their operation starts the next morning. And so, you know, we have relations built relationships like that and and they don't forget those things. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, it it sounds like Steve and and Cliff are two amazing leaders. They've been great mentors to you. Uh, Sounds like, you know, Sounds like, uh, you know, the relationships with your customers and customer service is just absolutely, you know, a priority for your organization. And uh, I'm just really excited to hear, you know, all the things that you offer for the dirt world. I had no right. idea. And, and the cool thing is, uh, so Cliff's the second generation. Uh, Cliff and I are the same age. Obviously, uh, we, we grew up together. His son is uh, at Belmont University in Nashville. And so he will be the third generation, same age as my son. So he's the next generation coming up uh, as well. So we've got something to look forward to for the future there as well. I love that. Absolutely love that. Well, Josh, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the Dirt World podcast. Yep. Uh, we, we are so grateful for your support at the Ariat Dirt World Summit. It's going to be an incredible event. Um, what's the best way for people to find your organization from an online standpoint? Is it, we we're just like Amazon. We have a, we have a a site on there, believe it or it's going to seem strange to you, but you just put the tungsten carbide you want in a cart. You can put your credit card in, check out it UPSs to you for your hard facing needs. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, And and that's a big thing down in the Houston area because we make a, these tungsten rods that they retip the bits with or, or the fishing tools. And so a lot of those uh, welders and things like that, that, that they can just check out online and it's shipped right to them. So that, that, that came about, uh, I guess in 2020, uh, but it's, uh, it's been a game changer for us as well. Cause you see all these new customers, you never knew you had opportunity yet. Just uh, you wake up, there's an order in your cart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Thank you. Thanks again for joining us today. It's been an incredible experience. I've loved learning about you personally, your organization. Can't wait to see you in Houston. Uh, thanks for joining us. And until yeah. next time, uh, keep leading in the dirt world, building people, projects, and communities. Yeah.